0: Welcome to the so 4 o'clock hour of ESPN 600 El Paso. I'm Land Frank from Squared Sports, along with UTEP quarterback Kay McConnell and Zay Gallindo. We're hosting Sports Talk today while Steve and Adrian are out there at the Super Bowl. Our phone number to call in for today's show and talk sports with us is 915 505 6009. You can also tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, and we will read your tweets live on air. We got a great two hour show. Plan for this week, we got Lou Romano joining us very shortly. Then MLB catcher Garrett Stubbs hopping on the five o'clock hour, and new UTEP wide receiver Trey Goodman hopping on later in that five o'clock hour. Cade, great to be back hosting the show.
1: Yeah, I mean it's really good to be back. Uh, we're holding down the fort for Steve and Adrian today, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, please call us, tweet in, uh, give us give us a look, and, and hear some stuff um it's gonna there we go we got we got it yeah now.
0: there we go oh, there we're we go. good we're little, good there you go I was mic issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good about we're good that we're good
1: now no it's gonna be exciting though we're holding down the fort for stevie and adrian today we got our bump out of the way there mics are all good uh it's gonna be exciting yeah please tweet at us call in uh we'd love to hear from you guys you know i always love to hear uh when people call and get some conversation going uh but it's gonna be a fun one last time we were on we had a lot of fun and now uh, we're looking to do it again
0: yeah i was gonna be a little bump in the road right there at the little electronics but uh should be good now get ready for a great show everybody Again, Steve and Adrian, they're out at the Super Bowl. They'll be doing the show for the rest of the week out in Las Vegas. I saw they were doing some stuff today. Steve was on the field talking about how, you know, they got the new field there, Allegiant Stadium. They love him on the field. I know. It's nice to
1: see Steve in front of the camera for a change. Yeah, right? exactly. He's always sitting back here on his throne in the studio. And now he's out in front of the camera. He's getting some screen time. It's nice to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Steve's someone who, you know, I thought he could, but I mean,. He likes TV. He told me he used to do TV. just didn't get enough time. That's what he to said, too. He,
1: he said he he liked his uh he liked his spot right here and talking on the radio a whole lot more than they did in front of the camera.
0: Yeah, go follow ESPN six hundred on Instagram. See the coverage of Adrian and Steve all week over there. Last year I remember in Radio Row in Phoenix they got uh they got Pat McAfee to come on right there. I think they also might have gone Drew Brees. I know they got Pat McAfee for sure. A little bit interesting stuff right there. Radio Row, interesting.
1: I know. I'm excited to see all the people that they have on uh, coming up throughout the week. You know, Make sure you guys go in, tune in to them. Uh, it's going to be a pretty exciting week on Radio Row for them.
0: Definitely. We haven't done the show in a little bit. We did it last time in December. I know we were on together last month, but... You know, we had a lot of stuff going on. I finally got my license. You're back with the new coaching staff. A lot of stuff to talk about on, this t- on today's show.
1: Yeah, I will point out, Lane, last time we did this, we did picks again, and I am 2-0 and o against you. You
0: are 2-0 and o against me, but when we do our Super Bowl picks later, I know I got that one. All
1: right, all right, that's fair.
0: For sure, yeah, definitely a lot of fun stuff. I went to the Duke basketball game this weekend against North Carolina. Hostile environment in the Dean Dome, definitely. Royal Williams Court was bouncing that whole entire stadium. Did not feel safe as a Duke fan, but North Carolina... They look for real, definitely hostile environment. Is that fun to play in a hostile environment?
1: Oh, gosh, it's so much fun. I mean, it's 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 fun to be a fan in a hostile environment, too. But, I mean, there's something about going to a stadium and knowing that you're hated and then and then just having, like, you're living with that in the moment. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, we're going to have some pretty big road games coming up this year. We actually have seven road games. I saw that. Yeah, we have seven road games, five at home, which, I mean, that's definitely different for me. Uh, but I like playing on the road. I like kind of going into that environment. And, like, you know, some, some of that is, like, the only energy and the only motivation you get is from your side. Line and the small fans that maybe travel with you, um, which is, I don't know, it's kind of kind of cool.
0: Yeah, you guys are playing at Nebraska, which is pretty interesting, and also at Tennessee. Both late, or one of them, I think Nebraska's earlier in the season, and then Tennessee's like one of the last games of the season. Nebraska, Lincoln Memorial Field. One of the most packed stadiums in college football. That'll be exciting for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we're going to Lincoln Memorial Field opening game, right? That's, that's something exciting. No, it's so exciting.
1: And then uh, towards the end of the season, I think it's the second to last game, I think. Nealon uh, Stadium? Nealon. I mean, that's gonna be th- those are two stadiums They right could be there. fighting like, for a playoff spot. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's the, that's what you live for as a Division one college football player. Like, I don't care what level you're at. I don't care what division you're in, Power Five, Group of Five. Like, those are the type of games you live for to go into those environments and then play the sport you love.
0: So do you think it's almost fun to go into a game where you don't have as many expectations different than just playing, say, another conference USA opponent? Because I know for me, in tennis, if I'm playing someone a lot better than me, it's maybe I'll go out there, have fun with it, and maybe I'll end up winning. But then if I go up against somebody who's kind of Same level as me, maybe I go out and lose that. Is that something fun just to play loose out there?
1: Yeah, I mean you try to play loose no matter what and like every game is a little bit different. You know, if you're playing like, you know, opponent that maybe people, you know, as a player you're not worried so much about the expectations. You kinda just go out there and play. But I'd be lying if I said, you know, when you play these big power five schools, there's not a lot of, you know, fans or expectations or the sports book or anything else that's expecting you to win. So, you know, you say, you know what? Listen, we know the type of team we are. We're gonna go out there and lay it on the line and we know that we have enough talent to beat the people in front of us. We just got to go out, play loose and play our brand of football. Like, yeah, there's there's a comfort in that for sure.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask this question when you were at Trey, but I'll ask you here with you right now. Say you're going to or let's just ask this. Would you rather hit a game winning, have a game winning play, game winning shot, whatever it is, maybe game winning touchdown at home in front of the UTEP crowd, the Sumble Stadium or maybe on the road? I definitely at home. Uh, One hundred. It's at home. You don't for want to me. be the killer. I I do want to be the I killer.
1: Think being the killer's fun. I do want to be the killer, and I think that's really cool. Like I I enjoy going on the road and playing in that type of environment. I like going different places and kind of seeing new parts of the country that I've probably never seen before. I think all that type of stuff is really cool. But I mean, there is nothing more exciting to me than throwing a touchdown pass or winning a game at home in front of all the fans and you can hear that crowd erupt i will never forget uh in high school we would pack out our stadium and it was a huge game in playoffs and i threw a ball and i got hit right after the play i never saw where the ball went but i heard the crowd scream and then i heard another scream after that and i knew that meant catch and then run for a touchdown afterward and it's still one of the best sounds i've ever heard in my life
0: i think maybe neutral site might be the best because you know you get the best of both worlds you get to be the hometown hero, and then you also got to get to be the killer for the other crowd. Yeah, exactly. Neutral site means bowl game. So
1: if we're playing in a neutral site, then, okay. we're, then we're doing something right. Now, yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: For sure. Maybe even a conference championship game? Or is that,
1: that that's at that home site? That's the goal. No, I yeah. mean, you can, you can, no, I think conference championships are still uh, a yeah, home in away way yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I want to do that too. Trust me.
0: Yeah, for sure. A lot of things to look up for for this UTEP program coming up this year. I was thinking about it for the Duke game in North Carolina that I went to this weekend. It'd be pretty cool if Duke just maybe got a buzzer-beating game winner right there because the amount of people in that stadium, full-out Carolina blue. Now, they're both blue, Duke and North Carolina, but Carolina, different shade. You can tell it is fully North Carolina fans. Every time it happens, North Carolina fans, it's one of the biggest arenas in the world, bigger than Madison Square Garden. They packed that thing. North Carolina packed stadium. That was exciting right there, but North Carolina looking like one of the best teams in college basketball. Zay, I want to get your thoughts right here. I know you watched some college basketball. Who do you see as the top contender?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the defending champs. It's definitely UConn, uh, Burgess, alum, Tristan Newton leading that squad. And they're just a fun team to watch. And this is probably, you know, a boring answer. Obviously, UConn, number one team in the nation, blah, blah, blah. But they're on fire. And, you know, I I think I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with myself going with anybody other than them.
0: I think for UConn right now, they're number one in the country, but I don't see them as the number one team. I look at the game against Kansas. They didn't play very well against Kansas. And I don't even think that's a game Kansas played very well. I see Marquette as actually the best team in the Big East, not UConn. I put that on the Squared Sports Instagram. A lot of people came at me for it. I wouldn't put UConn number one. I'd put Purdue number one, North Carolina number two, two best teams in college basketball. Armando Baycott is a force. Zach Eadie for Purdue is also a force. So two of the best teams in college basketball. Exciting stuff right there. We got a great game tonight in college basketball. Kansas versus Kansas State. That's a rivalry some people like to say is better than Duke, North Carolina. I care to disagree, but I'll go with Kansas in that one. We'll switch off college basketball bar right here. Let's a little NFL head coaching cycle over with Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, don't get jobs, Dan Quinn, Mike McDonald, they get the last two. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, isn't that just really surprising? I
1: mean, f- let me just ask you that, Lane. Like, is that not surprising to you off the bat that those two guys don't have jobs? Oh, for sure. I mean, it, you think about all the success that they've had, and then you think about when, when we talk about the Titans over the past couple of years, like, you think of well-run organization. Like, that's the number one thing you think of and well coached for the most part. I mean, yeah, they've had their stumbles and maybe haven't gone as far in the playoffs as they wanted to or fell short in other seasons, but like I felt like Mike Vrabel's handled that handled that team very well. And then you have, you know, a great in Bill Belichick who could who could be considered one of the best NFL coaches of all time. And the fact that they don't land anywhere is really surprising. What we were talking about on the show when I was on a couple of days ago was I don't think Bill Belichick wants to come in and take a back seat to anybody. He wanted to come in and be a head coach, and I don't think there was an organization right now that was willing to let them that happen. Um, and so that's why I kind of think that he's, he's not landed anywhere right now. But the Mike Vrabel thing do, does surprise me a lot.
0: I think he definitely wanted maybe full control over that Falcons team, and the Falcons were not willing to give that up to him. You know, they have new GM, all that. I'm reading something right now on Instagram. It's from Diana Rossini, great reporter. It says, a GM suggested at the Senior Bowl – that Mike Vrabel's physical build, build and size may have intimidated people from other organizations. It could have played a part in him not getting a head coaching job. The quote is: "I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being, and that can be very intimidating to people in organization. He's just a football guy. What is that? What's intimidating mean? about that? I don't even know what that means. You're
1: telling me he's di- a football guy. Are you telling me Dan Campbell's not intimidating? I mean, that guy's jacked. and they're a great team.
0: Exactly. I, I don't. I don't get that. You'd rather Brand Staley, someone who can't even." Maybe. I want
1: yeah, to know who in the front office said that to, make sure to, to foster that tweet. I have no idea how that happened.
0: We have Lou Romano right here. He's going to be joining us in about five minutes. It'll be exciting right there. Kate, I know you're meeting him for the first time right now. Lou, we haven't had you on in a while. We'll have you on four minutes, but it'll be an exciting show with you. Got a lot of stuff to go over. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good one. We're going to hit a
1: bunch of topics. Please tweet in, uh, call in. Lane's going to give you guys the number. We want to hear from you guys. Appreciate that.
0: Yes, please call in, 915 915- 505 Join in on the action with us. Let's close out this first segment right here. Let's talk a little bit more about Utah basketball. I know you went to the game the other night. It's a program where you look at New Mexico State. They get packed out crowds. New Mexico, they're in the top 25 now. They get packed out crowds. Why can't someone like Utah basketball the way they are right now get that? What do you think as a UTEP athlete?
1: Here's a couple of things. I think that we were talking about it earlier, and I'm I'm not agreeing with this, but I I have heard it from multiple sources. And it's that, you know, the UTEP fan base holds basketball to a little bit higher standard than other sports around here. And I don't think that they're meeting that standard as far as the wins and losses column. But I also think that people want to see maybe some more exciting style of play. You know, um, I just know when I was at the Liberty game, you know, there was a lot of of shots being taken from beyond the arc uh, by them, and and it was exciting to watch. You know what I mean? It was a little bit more dynamic, whereas sometimes I don't think UTEP's offense – uh, has that but you know I mean they can they can manufacture points in other ways but when you really look back at the games and you look back at the box scores right I mean they're in a lot of these games it, it, it is close and then they end up coming you know falling short and I think UTEP fans just want to see them overcome that um, and start putting up some more wins in the win column and then they're going to have more of, of, of an attendance you know and I th- that goes the same with football too right I mean we had somebody say uh, when they called in on the show uh, last week when I was on and they said you know a first home game for a UTEP football is an audition and if they don't win that one and everyone's out for the year and i don't think that's fair at all um, but it is the reality of things
0: i think utep basketball has been dead since that 2019 2020 season the hype that team had right now you have current texas head coach rodney terry was the head coach of that utep team bryson williams who averaged 20 points a game in big time college basketball at texas tech was on that utep team jordan lathan averaging 20 points right now in college basketball on that utep team bunch of guys on that team bunch of expectations i had jordan lathan and bryson williams both tell me before that season he didn't see them losing a game. They didn't see them losing a single game on that schedule. They started out great, 6-0, and and then the wheels fell off. So, Utah basketball, tough town right here for some people. Tim Floyd had some great days there. I know Steve Kaplitz has his thing or two to say about Tim Floyd. They had some big fights back in the day. But, Zay, to close out this thing right here, one more thing on Utah basketball, give me.
2: Yeah, you know, um, it was a fun game against Liberty, and, you know, they had their opportunities. You can't get mad at that. They had their opportunities, and they just weren't hitting the shots they needed to hit. You know, and uh, it's a tough loss. It's a, it's. I'm not gonna say you know, th- it's a horrible loss, but I mean, they should have beaten a Liberty team that you know they outclass athletically. You could, you could tell on the court who was the bigger, faster, stronger team, but you know, they just they couldn't come out on top. We got Lou Romano
0: coming up next. Stay tuned.
3: What up, dudes?
4: i to get to some rough spots that we have right now. First of all. On the east side, we have Edgemere and Tierra Safiro. We have a crash there. PD on it. Again, that's Edgemere and Tierra Safiro on a crash, so give them plenty of room there. Also, where are we stacked up in traffic right now? First of all, I tend to read. Trans Mountain. I-10 westbound lanes, red to transbound, you're going to be in that very stop and go traffic because I-10 west to transbound, that's completely closed. So it starts backing up the traffic to red on those westbound lanes. Also, stacked up traffic, I-10 East Spaghetti Bowl to the Reynolds area. Caution in that area. And also, we have some heavy traffic right now, Loop 375 south at Iron medic. There's some lane closures that go on there. So, Extra caution there. This will be brought to you by Leo's Restaurant 7520 Remcon. We have that Leo's has a full service bar celebrating 77 years serving El Paso Tuesday through Sunday. Not tonight, but tomorrow, 11 to 8. And go Miners! Leo's Restaurant 7520 Remcon. Charlie 1, 600. The Battle of I-10 comes to El Paso Saturday, February 10th. Don't miss UTEP versus New Mexico State in the Haskins Center. The game is sponsored by GECU. It's a wide out. The first 4,000 fans receive a free Texas Western T-shirt, compliments of GECU. Or get your Texas Western Tee at the UTEP bookstore. Plus a very special halftime presentation as all-time leading scorer Stephon Jackson is honored. Tip-off is at 7. Tickets start at just $9.15. Call 747-UTEP or visit utepminers.com for tickets. And don't forget to wear white. El Paso has spoken. Mendes Isaac Jody Law Firm has been voted by this community as the City Magazine's best law firm. Thank you, El Paso, for trusting us to give you the best representation. Let Mendes Isaac Jody help you in cases involving serious injuries, wrongful death, work
0: injuries, drunk driving cases, and 18-wheeler accidents. Don't settle for less. Call the best. Mendes Isaac Jody Law Firm. We fight for the community of El Paso every day. Visit us at mijlawfirm.com.
5: This is Steve Kaplowitz, and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day, delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button, so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. Palo Verde Homes is El Paso's award-winning home builder, and year after year, voters have named them among El Paso's top builders in City Magazine. 100% of the homes they build are ENERGY STAR certified, and they are ranked as one of America's top 200 builders. Palo Verde Homes offers three, four, and five-bedroom floor plans in east, west, and northeast El Paso, in addition to Socorro, Horizon City, and New Mexico. Call Clearview Realty today at 996-5972 or visit paloverdehome.com. What coming home should feel like. COVID-19? I don't want to risk
6: missing work. I booked an appointment for this season's updated COVID-19 shot designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn about a vaccine option and book your COVID-19 shot on ScheduleCovidVax.com sponsored by Pfizer.
0: Total by Verizon is wireless that goes all-in for
7: you. That means unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, priced by us at $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan. And as always, no contracts. Sounds pretty hard to beat, but all-in is all-in. So we added international calling to fill the year with more Hey Girl!
0: Because it can't be total unless it's all-in. Find a store and exclusive deals at TotalByVerizon.com
8: Monthly rate when you activate with autopay discount beginning the month after you enroll plus taxes and fees. Additional restrictions apply. See website for data management.
4: It's just part of what makes us America's number one breaks destination.
6: Zone, auto zone. 600 ESPN El Paso.
9: Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right ear, on close range. The game was not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like Tom, the one who mostly keep cash. We're back about
0: here the in the 4 o'clock hour. I'm your host today. Lane Frank from School Sports, co- or co-hosting with Kate McConnell. We're guest hosting for Steve Kaplan to Adrian Bross out here at the Super Bowl right now. Get okay, your headphones fixed a second. Also co-hosting UTEP Zay. But yeah, great show coming up. We have Garrett Stubbs joining us next hour. We have Lou Romano with us right now. Lou, great to have you here. Should be good. <laughs> yeah, we got you. We got you. You we got you. Can hear me, but Yeah, I we can't hear me. Okay, let me try to okay. fix that for you No, right that's here.
3: all right. As long as, as long as you guys can hear me. And you guys brought me in on the perfect day, too, because I am so angry. <laughs> I exciting. am mad at every... Oh, there we go.
0: I can okay, perfect, now. perfect. Okay, I got you.
3: As I was saying, I am so angry. Where's Zay? Zay's back there. Last back time there? you came in, you, Hi, you were really angry. Hi, no, no, this, this is... I hate every single sport. No, you hate every being, sport last time. I hate. No, I hate it. Even, it's even worse now. You were to really tear up the studio it, last time. Uh, d- dude, it's worse today. So you picked the the right day. So you guys better. We, we need
1: we need a little background there, Lou. We need some background.
3: Every single sport is being run like garbage. Every single one from the NFL, where they can't catch these coaches can't freaking coach. It, it all started with that ridiculous Des Bryant didn't make a didn't, didn't make, make a catch. football move. Okay, okay. You're wearing a helmet. You're on the field. Anything you do is a football move. <laughs> that that's when it all really started uh, in the NFL. Next, you guys are blinded by the. The fantasy leagues and the what do you call it the rotisserie, whatever it might be, fantasy, You're blinded football, by that gambling, whatever it might be. Right. Then you got the average guys. Oh, football! Football season! Yeah, football. What do you like about it? Nothing. There's nothing to like in the NFL. From the stupid messages on the back of the helmets that they're doing to the guys who can't catch, the coaches who can't coach, they can't manage the last couple of minutes of a game. All of it stinks, and they're cheating with those stupid gloves that they're wearing. That's why they can't catch the ball. Take off the gloves. Okay, so the and the NFL here has the NFL been able to figure out pass interference yet? No. Okay, I'm not watching. I've had it. Uh, I've had it. It's it's actually very simple, and they find a way to make it difficult. Uh, The quarterback is carrying the football, and he's running around, and he's about to get sacked, and he throws it away. Oh wait a minute! He was outside of the. What do you mean he's outside of the pocket? What, What does that mean? So so they run the replay. Oh, his toe was on that little white piece of chalk, so he's in. L- listen, it's very simple. If you are trying to avoid getting tackled and you threw the ball away, I don't care where you're doing it, it's intentional grounding. Will you stop? And these officials, for some reason, won't make a call on a safety. Man, you have to, like, walk into the end zone and hold a sign up saying, I'd like to, to have a safety called against me here. For them to call it. So the the NFL is just... And remember, what you guys don't know because you guys are younger, I watched the NFL when it was actually... Here, here. Let me give you an example. Let's pretend you went to YouTube and you type in 1960s, best hits of 1960s. You're going to get a five-minute video of the best hits from the 1960s. It it might be longer. Okay? It might be longer. Type in 1970s, best hits in the NFL, 1970s. Great hits. 80s. And then all of a sudden, that disappeared. If you ran one of those over the last five years, there are none. Nobody hits anymore because they, they won't let him
0: hit it. But then they start realizing these guys from the 60s and 70s, yeah. they weren't living much longer. Well, then you know what? Then don't play.
3: Then you can't play football. That's part of the game is you're wearing a helmet okay. and you get tackled. So from somebody who okay. steps
1: on the field right, every single year and plays 12 games right at Division I level, right, you, you know I, I'm actually with you. I think they protect the quarterback too much, and I am a quarterback. So I think that right. I, 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 I really am. And I agree with the stuff that Brady said, where Brady has said quarterbacks got to put the ball in safe spots so the receivers don't get killed.
0: That's exactly.
1: Uh, I, I agree with. Okay,
3: that. that's not football. We're not playing football then. I am giving the flags on these guys. But no, no, right. I
1: know. I'm saying I agree with that. Like I, I am, I am in agreement that the the rules need to be, uh, you know, not so far, you know, ticky tacky, where it's like every single time there's a hard hit, you see yellow laundry out on the field. I agree with you on that. But like, you also have to have some type of advocacy for the fact that like guys spearing people with their heads and getting that's in, in totally head.
3: different. That's totally different. Well, I mean, that's what we're talking okay, about. Though, yeah.
1: like, I mean, you yeah. look up 1960s hits. And like half of those hits are like spearing straight to the head. with uh, we're like playing that. football, so, but we're that, playing
3: football, McConnell. We're yeah, playing I know. But we're, th- that's both sides. You know, uh, I mean? there's there's both sides of it. It's it's not for me anymore. I, I, I can't take it. And don't even get me started on the. Uh, I hear your point. Don't get me started on the NBA. <laughs> I force. Okay, myself, I got something for you right
0: here. In the NBA. I try
3: to force myself to watch an NBA game. And I'll watch a guy pull a rebound, run through 50 guys, and launch a three-pointer with nobody on his team under the basket, and he misses it. Guy who pulls the rebound goes down and does the exact same thing. I'm like, seriously? We at the Rex Center? What what, what is this?
0: I I, I can't watch it. I made a point to ask you something in the NBA. So last week in the NBA, we had we had Joel Embiid drop 70. We had Devin Booker drop 65. Carlton Towns drop 65. And Luka Doncic drop 73. When you see that, do you think it's uh, oh soft? All these guys drop 70 points? Because we used to not see that maybe in the 70s, 80s.
3: Yeah. I don't know because I don't watch There's no defense. Is that your point? There's no defense, and they don't play defense when they do try to play defense. I grew up watching the NBA where guys like Curry, if you drive the lane and you're getting 12-13 in the first quarter, guess what the Knicks are going to do to you or the Pistons? next time you come in here, you're going to know you're not supposed to come in here. They just won't do that anymore. So I can't watch the NBA. Plus, there's no fundamentals anymore. I, I, I've had it. I, I, I've just had it. From the moment the Bucks walked off the floor, when the opponent was there, this was right at the COVID time. Okay. Okay. the The Bucks showed up, and they, I forgot who they were playing. Heat. I don't know. I forgot who they were playing. In the in the bubble, they played the, the other team was there, and the Bucks walked off the court in protest. So you made us show up here for nothing. You couldn't call us like that the, day was the and say we're not going to be there, uh, the, the, and the commissioner allowed that with no penalty. Uh, I, I've had it. So uh, I grew up watching the birds and Jordan, and 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 that group. What they're playing today is not basketball. The women play more basketball than. The
1: men do. I, do. I do have a question, though, because this mm-hmm. is the first time we're meeting, right? So yeah. I, haven't, I haven't gotten to hear you speak before or anything else. But we don't watch football anymore, right? And we don't watch basketball anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. What, are, are we watching any sports at this well, point? Well, I was just... watching college football up until this ridiculousness now
0: with the NIL no. and the... College football is amazing now. What's 15 guys from Washington just quit? If you watch the actual games, though, it is so much better than watching an NFL game. But that's the only reason going off the field.
3: That's the only reason I'm watching. Okay, that's the only reason I'm watching because the games are pretty good for the most part. Exactly. But the 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 leagues stink. The NFL as a league stinks. Okay, here next year, next year, how many teams have a shot at the Super Bowl? Thirty-two. What? I love it, Lane. What? In college football, how many it. teams uh, yeah, had a shot? We're Five not talking about code. we're talking about the NFL. How There's many not- teams had- coming into this year, how many teams had a shot at the Super Bowl in the NFL? Three? In a pro sports
0: league. You got Especially like NFL. In- anything can happen. How many teams we do we see? Mean, and when okay. does anything happen? In the, in the NBA. that
3: one year when something out of the ordinary happens. In the
0: NBA every year, there's not really that big surprise team. I'm not talking team. about the, the NBA. NFL, there's We're a talking about the NFL. Team. I know, I know, I know.
3: So stop going saying, to college and stop going to basketball. I'm saying in the NFL. there's going to
0: be a surprise team in the playoffs every year that you expected to probably okay, get a top-five pick.
3: Who is a surprise team that's in the Super Bowl this year? Not in the Super Bowl this
0: year, but Detroit I'm Lions. I'm
3: saying the Super Bowl. starting again. If you get Let's into the playoffs, again. you have a chance to
0: make the Super Bowl. It's no, not like you college No, you don't you don't. It's not like college no, football. No, you do
3: not. The Cowboys never had a chance.
0: Yes they did. Yeah. No, they did games. not. Yes, yes they did. How did they have a chance? They got destroyed by the it's the one game. Seed. Anything can happen in one game. It's the playoffs.
3: Dude, am I am I hallucinating? All right, let's get the callers to call in. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, we need someone to These call. These guys in. are saying the Cowboys and Green Bay had a chance at the Super Bowl. No they did not. They never had a shot.
0: Green Bay is one missed kick away from being in the conference championship game, playing a team you, you that can, they beat earlier in the season. You can sit there and the go season. back
3: and look at the videos all you want to, but the fact is the two best teams are in the Super Bowl.
0: Very true, which I'm happy about. Okay, don't so get that it's going to be year. the
3: same thing next year. Cincinnati Bengals made the Super Bowl in 2022. It was the, the
0: same, same last year. Expect, Nobody expected them to even make the playoffs. The point I'm making is the NFL goes
3: around the saying they're brainwashing people like you. Everyone's got a chance. They don't. Jacksonville has no shot.
0: With Trevor Lawrence? Okay, They have no shot. If you know, make the playoffs in the NFL, I... I believe you have a shot at the
3: championship. You, you don't. It's the same teams every single year. It'll be the same two. It'll be Kansas City and San Francisco have a shot at the Super Bowl next year. Right or wrong?
1: Wrong. The Lions had a shot this year, and they've never had a shot.
3: The Lions had a shot. All right, that's one team. Give me another one. Well, that that's they had a theory. shot. We're talking about a shot. I'm talking about getting there. You want to say a shot? That's fine. I'll give you the Lions. Who else? Why didn't they get there? Did the coach mess up?
0: Yeah, of I want to course. talk to you about Okay, another point where I was just
3: telling you, all right? And I like Dan Campbell. I do, too. He screwed that up.
6: He definitely
0: did. Okay, all right. We got Who the else? mayor
3: on line one. Who else? Right, bring in the mayor. Bring it on.
6: Eddie Morello here. I thought you said the mayor.
3: Calls himself the mayor. Exactly, oh, hello. Hi, hi, Eddie. Look at Is my it Twitter. Eddie? Okay, Look
6: at my Twitter handle. You guys are learning nah, do Twitter about right. Twitter handles a couple weeks back. Check out my Twitter handle. Anyways, I'm with Lou. I, I am 100% with Lou. Okay, uh, I I I rarely watch NFL because it's very different, and I, I NBA I have to force myself. Even as a Lakers fan, I have to force myself to watch it. And um, nowadays, I'm all about baseball and soccer because I'm so turned off by the NFL and the NBA. Right, and, uh,
3: Eddie, what's turning you off?
6: Uh, NFL. All the rule changes, the the, mm-hmm. the you 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 already named a few things. The the pass interferences are ridiculous. The 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 hitting you can't. Who knows what's legal and illegal these days? You know, right. I'm like you, man. In the in the mid '90s, Ronnie Lott. you remember
3: Ronnie yeah, Lott? Yeah, I remember Ronnie Lott. That was a football player, not that ridiculous since you, you got out you there. You can't today. be a
6: Ronnie Lott anymore. You know, <laughs> I know. I know. In the NBA. Anybody touches LeBron? Okay, la. That, that's it. <laughs> Eddie, know? I'm curious,
3: how how old are you?
6: I uh, I will be turning forty five in less in, in exactly a week. Right. So forty five, yeah, right. I'll happy be forty five. Happy early birthday. Yeah,
3: the the guys that I'm with uh, are much younger. They they don't know, I know what they're missing. I know
6: how young yeah. they are and uh you know but that goes again, now I'm a big avid fan of soccer and baseball <laughs> 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 because because I, of of my not liking NBA and NFL nowadays.
3: I'm going to go off on baseball in a little bit. I just want to try and straighten I'll, these guys. I'll, I'll, be, listening, on I'll well, okay. be listening,
6: man. I'll be listening. Hey, this is great stuff, by the Close. way. I'm loving this.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for your call.
6: <laughs> Thanks, Dave.
0: We got Pinky on line okay, two right now. Let's bring in another caller. Pinky on line two. Pinky, you're live on Sports Talk.
6: Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, uh, Lou Romano, you want to sound like Steven A. Smith or want to be like him or what? I don't watch the everybody guy. everybody down I know and nobody's good enough?
3: I, I know who he is, but who I, he is? I, don't, I don't watch the guy.
6: Well, well neither do I, but, but I've ever seen him. You're making it sound the same way where you're always negative and everybody's, everybody's wrong and you're the only one that's right. I'm not negative. Go I'm on. flat
3: out telling you the Miami Dolphins are not winning the Super Bowl next year. Neither is Chicago. Who else do you want to name? Neither is Washington. Okay. Neither are the Giants. There are 30 teams in that okay, league. And the okay, league... Okay. Wait a minute, okay, let me finish. Okay, okay. The league tells you that, oh, everyone's got a chance. They don't. They don't. I just named you five teams That's that have serious. no shot. You want me to keep going? That's not the no league's fault. Team. That's
6: not the league's fault. That's the team's fault. Then, not stop, the
3: then stop saying it. Then stop well, saying it. Stop telling everybody. No, the lead. Okay, Listen to me, no Pinky. Nobody, only, nobody. That's has right. A they. they, they and, and I'm right. That's why you play the game. That's why. You play oh, it's what? not why you play. the Ask Florida right. State. Ask well, Florida again, State. Again, that's why you back. play we'll the game. Let's bring it back. Let's, Let's bring, bring it, it back, Pinky. Thank you for your call. Why they play the game? Well, Florida State didn't get a chance. We'll we'll bring. They didn't deserve a chance. They didn't deserve. That's a whole nother That's a whole other thing. Yes, they did. They won a Power Five and went undefeated. They belong in the playoffs.
0: Are the best four teams
3: college football? You're absolutely. You're crippling sport. You're crippling so, sport. You know
0: what? You're telling me you've got to have Lizario a Lazario
3: isn't going to win any football games this year, but the top four teams in that district go to the playoffs every year. Wait, so, you call so, them and you tell them that it doesn't matter.
0: So you're telling me that maybe a team in the best division in Austin high school football, they're fifth. They would whoop any San Lazario team. They would. You said they would. They are not going to find out. They don't We're get not deserve to find go to the playoffs
3: over that team? They do. You're saying they would. You're basing they your opinion. They play easier division. You're That's why divisions shouldn't be in sports. You're crippling sport. That's not how it works. So you've Luke, told every other. Wait thoughts, a minute, you've told every other Power Five. You win your conference. You're in. Yeah. Okay. Why weren't they in? Because because somebody thought because when they you lose your quarterback. No, you're that's not a ridiculous. Good team. That's ridiculous. You know what? Tell the Dodgers. We thought here. Let's use the. Let's use the, the 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 Cowboys and the Lions. Cowboys won the division, right? Yeah, They look bad against Detroit, right? You know what, Dallas? You didn't look very good last week, so I know you won the division. You're not going to the playoffs. Washington looked great last week. We're going to send them instead. Run a roll. That's we what I thought. Color. Silence. That's what I thought. We're on a You're roll. crippling sport. Not the league. Not the division. Sport. Because somebody thinks that team's not going to win. What? Send them out. They might lose by 100 points. The point is they deserve to get in there. You can't sit there and, and have guys in a room say, "You know what? Let's take a look at uh, uh, you know what they didn't play very well." So don't, I know they won the division, but they didn't play very well. So don't don't, don't send them out there.
0: We what got do you jo- care? We got John on line one. Let's see what he has to say. I told you I was
3: angry today, right? We got a okay. lot of callers. <laughs> this is
0: three in three minutes. Let's give it. Hey, hey, Lou,
7: late, hey, late, hey, Lou. I just want to I want to agree with you on the, on the NFL and the officiating thing. It's it's gotten out of hand. I mean, we have we have teams that are that are now. Teaching players how to get other team, other team's players in trouble. For example, this, these targeting rules. I mean, you're, you're talking about professional athletes. These guys are big and they're fast and now they're supposed to stop at a dime right. and not hit a quarterback, or if they get blocked into a quarterback, it's still a penalty. Now we have guys who deliberately lower their head on offense, take a shot to the head, and the defender gets the penalty for it. That's, that's totally messed up. And The officiating the, the, the is out of control, and the rules are out of control.
3: You're 100% right. I agree with you 100%. Again, these guys are younger. They don't see it the way we see it, but you're 100% right. That's you're asking a guy who runs a 4 three who's been on the run from the other side of the field, and right as he gets to the tackle, wait a second, let me figure out where my head needs to be. Are you serious? That, 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 you're 100% right. Yeah. All right. Let thanks him have it, Lou. Thanks for the yeah. call. Thank you for your call. Okay. All right.
1: I have a question for you. And you were talking about with the 32 teams in the NFL not having a shot, right? You're saying, you know, the NFL says that everyone has a chance, and they really don't have a chance. Right? Right. Uh, isn't uh, we? The caller said it earlier. I mean, that's on the organization. Like teams have to rebuild and then restructure, get their team built back up, and then come back. How much
3: longer are we waiting on Chicago?
1: But, but, but here's my point. Like some franchises are ran better than others,
3: right? I mean, yeah, that's up to the league to say what the hell are you guys doing here? But what is the league? you got rid of your three first round draft picks? Right, but I mean the the uh, 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 like it's the same thing. If you were to uh,
1: run a league of your own and in, in any other sport, like the mm-hmm. league can't determine how teams run
3: their teams. oh yes it can but i'm saying that's that's, yes it can you can have the commissioner walk over there and say
1: what the heck are you guys doing right but you don't have the commissioner come over and play god to the league and say well you can do this and you can't do this because sometimes all the stuff that seems blasphemous may not be you know what i mean like that they uh, you can't have the commissioner of the league in the nfl office act like a gm for the entire league that doesn't make any sense either
3: okay you're you're a boss at a company Okay, right. isn't the NFL a business? Absolutely. Okay, you're a boss at a company. You've got five units underneath you. This unit stinks every single year and is bringing you guys down. You can't go over there and say you guys got to fix this or get rid of some play. Here's what you need to do to fix this.
1: Yeah, but here's the difference: is that that company yes is not a sport. That company yeah, yeah. is not a sport. I mean, they're what's they're the not...
3: difference? It's a business. You just said it was a business. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so but, run but, it like one. Yeah, but in in
1: in light of having of, of having true competition and having actual competitiveness, where teams vouch for themselves, make themselves better, and go win, right? The Chiefs shouldn't be. The, why 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 would the Chiefs have to be sold short? I'm, I'm a Charger fan. The Chargers. Should, oh, okay, Chargers. That's right, good, right. Good no, it's miserable. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: And it shouldn't be right, right? Uh, no, it shouldn't be. Okay, but, why? But here's, but here's well, why. My point. Okay, go ahead. Go now but, but, they're great.
1: But here's my point.
3: Right? What do you mean? Now they're great? Now, now they know. got a How are they great. because no, now all they of just a sudden the
0: Chargers okay. are great. No, I just started a worry here. Now they just Stop. got a great, you great head coach. Are so fast to say team Wait, hold are great. on. I right, come back to this later. Can't no, McConnell's got a good But
3: here's
1: my point. I don't need Roger Goodell to come into the Chargers and say, "Hey, Chargers, you can't do this, or you should do this, or this is a good decision or a bad decision."
3: I'm not saying that. but that's exactly what you're talking about. No, I'm saying, why did you do this? Here's where you're messing up. Right, but then why
1: not? If he's the say, commissioner, but who's to say the league is right in the first place? Because everybody has to make the decision. Well, what you're doing anyway. isn't
3: working. Here, let me give you a different example. What's I you make what Roger saying? Goodell I'm any not, more
1: right than the owner of the Chargers? I'm
3: not because your owner doesn't know what he's doing. Right, but right? Just
1: because they've been bad
3: in the past okay. doesn't mean they're going to be bad forever. Okay, here, here. What the, if Roger team, Goodell would have come the in and said the Oakland A's? Sure, when was sure. the commissioner going to go, what the heck are you doing here? Historically bad. Historically, not, n- doesn't okay. have enough money to do Okay, you don't think if you right? were an A's fan, it would have been cool for the commission to go to the Oakland A's and say, what the heck are you guys doing here? Yes, it would have been cool, but that's okay. part of sports. Is to have it's a- not exactly part of sports. Right. Exactly, which is why FSU needed to be on that field. We're, we're See, we're going, we're going from... No, no, you guys NCAA are creating different ways, the NCAA. and you're
1: overthinking it. I know, but the NCAA is a completely different corrupt organization. So I can, <laughs> no, I... I and, and, it is. We agree it's no, corrupt? Okay. Good. Yeah, of, okay. I mean, of course. In terms of like trying to decide whether or not teams get to go to a playoff or not, like there's never going to be a right answer with that. Like There's always going to be something that's wrong. But my point is, is right. like who's to say the NFL league office has sovereignty over what the Chargers do? Because who's to say they're right and the Chargers aren't? Even if historically they've been wrong.
3: Okay, okay so you want the that, Chargers to continue to be bad. That's okay see, without somebody it, it, stepping in and saying, hey, listen, here's where you guys are messing up. You're right. You're you're right into a degree, and we'll continue this. But we're going to head to a break here shortly. Yep, a break. We don't need a we break. Need
2: to go, we well, need to, We need. do.
0: We're on a roll, but we need to go a little break. <laughs> then we'll come back. We'll finish out some more thoughts with you, Lou Romano. Still going to come in the four o'clock hour of Sports Talk. I'm Land Frank, K McConnell, UTEP Zay, and Lou Romano with us.
9: I'm ABC7's Paul Cicala. Happy Monday evening, El Paso, Las Cruces, and Ciudad Juarez. Here's your top stories on ESPN El Paso for February 5th. A large fire in Tornillo spread from a couple cars to an RV and then a building. It happened at the 300 block of Oil Mill Drive in Tornillo. Dispatchers received the initial call at around 1230 this afternoon. There have been no reports of any injuries. This is a developing story in Tornillo, and once we learn more about the fire, we will update you on air and online at KVIA.com. Driving in El Paso in downtown is about to get easier. Starting today, the Texas Department of Transportation installed an advanced wrong-way deterrent system to help stop potential wrong-way drivers. The system is at Oregon Street and Loop 375 West. The Oregon exit has been closed for years and finally reopened today. If a driver reaches a sensor indicating they are on the wrong side of the street, flashing lights and wrong-way signs will turn on. If the driver continues into traffic, an electronic message board farther east will alert westbound drivers. More than $16 million in federal funding will go towards supporting the homeless in Las Cruces. U.S. Senators welcomed the funding from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. The funding will support New Mexico projects that provide housing assistance and supportive services to people experiencing homelessness. Senator Ben Ray Lujan said, quote, Every family across America deserves safe, affordable housing. Thanks to the Biden-slash-Harris administration, I am proud to see strong investments go towards efforts to support affordable housing and address homelessness across New Mexico, end quote. For more, you can go to the ABC7 app on air and online at kvia.com. For now, have a positive, productive rest of your Monday night filled with lots of joy. I'm ABC7's Paul Cicala for 600 ESPN El Paso.
4: we have a crash but it's not PD controlled yet pd on the way out there but they're not there yet gateway west and magruder another crash that just happened right now gateway east of the terminal is the intersection crash not under pd uh, control right now so they're on the way caution here that traffic's going to be bottling up there gateway east of the terminal where else are we tapping the brakes because I-10 West at uh, Trans Mountain is closed completely, I-10 West backs up, uh, that traffic backs up all the way to Red. Your single file stop and go at a crawl all the way from I-10 West at Red all the way through to Trans Mountain. Heavy traffic, struggling traffic, I-10 East Spaghetti Bowl to Reynolds. lewis Restaurant, 7520 Remcon. lewis has a full service bar Tuesday through Sunday, not tonight, but tomorrow. 11 to 8, famous tortilla soup, rest of is affordable. Don't forget the delicious so of papillas and go miners from the restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. I'm charging with 600 ESPN.
6: Saturday, March 9th, Speaking Rock presents Shady. May I have your attention, flee. A live tribute band to the music of Eminem. You
2: better lose this house the music, the moment you own it. You better never let it go. Oh, you only get one shot tonight.
6: A free show on Speaking Rocks Outdoor Plaza. i created a monster
2: because nobody wants
0: to see Marshall so no more. They want
6: Shady on the country's premier M&M tribute. Ages 21 and 0. Saturday, March 9th at Speaking Rock. See Speaking Rocks Facebook page for more info.
5: People love their Mueller metal homes.
6: This is what we dreamed about, and we didn't really have a plan for the interior to finish out. We just wanted the structure up, and we're taking it from there.
9: Looking at the sunrise in the morning, the sunset at night, just what we love.
6: I use Mueller because they make a superior product.
3: This is our home. This is our, our forever
6: home. Enjoying every minute of it and seeing it all come together, and one of these days I'll get
5: her done. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. They say America doesn't make anything anymore. They say no one stands behind their products. They say nothing is built like it used to be. But they haven't met us. We are Mueller, a family business building on 90 years of doing what they never could. Mueller Metal Roofs and Buildings, made in America made to last. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.
8: Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hims.com/radio. Through hymns you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash radio. That's hymns.com slash radio for your free online visit. H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O.
4: It's Macy's one-day sale tomorrow with great deals of the day just in time for Valentine's, like 40 to 60% off your date night outfit from INC, Carl Lagerfeld Paris, Guess, and more. And 40% off handbags to complete your look. Plus, get 25 to 40% off beauty and fragrances they'll love from Clinique, Carolina Herrera, and more. And get it faster when you pick up in-store or curbside at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply progressive asks
6: what do an escaped leopard
4: we're live from the zoo where a leopard has escaped
6: a growling stomach an uneaten tuna sandwich and a backdoor doggy door have in common they can lead to an unexpected kitchen renovation is this the zoo? Your leopard is
9: in my kitchen.
6: Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. This is Ian Fitzsimmons, and you are listening to 600
8: ESPN El Paso. We're back
0: here on Sports Talk, closing out the 4 o'clock hour. I'm Land Frank, host of the Scored Sports podcast, He's Kate McConnell, my co-host, with UTEP Zay in the back. We're co-hosting today, guest hosting for Steve Kaplitz, Adrian Bross. Well, they're going over to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Be hosting the show there for the rest of the week. We have Lou Romano in studio. He's been on fire so far. Great arguments we've had. Great callers. Again, you can call in now on 555-6009. We're going to have baseball player, MLB player, Garrett Stubbs, joining us at the 5 o'clock hour. But we have a caller right now, Jackson, on line one. Let's take that. Jackson, you're live on Sports Talk.
6: Uh, thank you for the intro. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So my best take is gonna be in the NBA. And
7: honestly, seeing how the Clippers are playing this year,
4: you have to give them
7: their credit that they will win the NBA championship this year.
0: Clippers championship?
7: Is that
6: team? The NBA championship. The Clippers champs.
0: The Clippers to win the NBA championship is not a crazy take. It's not a crazy take. The way James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George have meshed, that's not a crazy take.
7: Am I I crazy for saying that Russell Westbrook will win the finals MVP?
0: Yes, you are crazy for saying Westbrook will win the finals MVP. (laughs)
1: Uh, Jackson, as someone who has been a lifelong Clippers fan – and watches a lot of Clippers basketball whenever I'm away from that facility and I'm not playing football here at UTEP and I get a chance to watch a game I'm watching and as much as I love Russell Westbrook yes him winning the finals MVP is a hot take but them winning the NBA championship is not after having no chance for as long as I can remember right they have turned things around they're getting a new stadium they have a good owner and they have a great lineup right now that's deep with a lot of talent I don't think that's a hot take whatsoever
0: Lou, let me hear your thoughts. Jackson, I you have no call. interest
3: in the NBA, but why, why can't Russell Westbrook win the MVP?
1: What do you mean? Why, why? He's, he's not, he player, could, he's not he, the biggest player on be, this team. Well, because he, he plays so? with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and, and usually the Finals MVP is going to have the best stats, and Russell Westbrook has never had the best stats on that team. He's a role player that facilitates great. He, he contributes to a ton of wins, but he's not the marquee guy that's going to get the Finals MVP. So only the
3: marquee guys can win the MVP of the Finals.
1: Uh, it's the t- it's the guy that's going to carry you in that game, and Russell Westbrook doesn't carry games.
3: Okay. He used the, to. The he, guy, he used to? He used to. Absolutely. He used
1: to? Okay. Absolutely. But he's past his prime, and Kawhi Leonard is playing at his prime. Paul George is playing at his prime, and even James Harden's playing really good. Russell Westbrook is... Most more than likely, you know, in the 95 percent of the time he'll come after everybody as far as statistics go. If there's going to be a guy that carries a game and has a 35, 40 point game or, or do something that's going to win an NBA final or MVP for uh, an NBA finals, it's it's going to be, you know, probably Paul George or Kawhi Leonard.
3: So he averages 10 and 10 and hits the game winner in game seven at the buzzer. He's not getting the MVP. Probably not, because, <laughs> because guess what? Kawhi Leonard
1: probably had thirty
3: that game yeah. <laughs>
1: with fourteen rebounds and you know ten okay. assists himself. So I mean, okay. you know,
0: I believe you. I just don't watch the NBA. So I know you don't watch the NBA. Let's talk some baseball because that's your specialty. We got five minutes left. Let's talk some baseball. Let me talk about this right here. Oklahoma Athletics get their new stadium approved. They're leaving. What does that show you? Leaving Oakland to go to Las Vegas.
3: I, I think it's a shame that the A's are leaving Oakland. I don't know why, like I said before, somebody didn't step in and say, what kind of outfit are you running here when you're winning 30 games a year? It, somebody needed to go over and explain to the A's, here's how this needs to get done. Well, they that's, had a great team. and They blew it up. Yeah, they blew it up. How come?
0: Because they didn't have money to pay the guys.
3: Okay, baseball doesn't have a salary cap. No. So at what point do you go to that owner and say, you can't own this team anymore? But Baseball, first of all, needs to have a, a basement. Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Oakland. If you, go, you don't spend ninety million dollars minimum on your payroll, you can't play in this league. Kansas City, I just can't paid. afford a home in Beverly Hills. Okay, they're not going to let me buy one. Okay, okay, it's the same thing. Can't afford an MLB you team. They're going to let you buy league. one. Right. So if you can afford a team, you can afford to pay your players. So if you're not going to pay anybody and not keep your team together, you can't play here. Kick them out. They're okay. meaningless
0: anyway. You said Kansas right? City. They paid Bobby Witt 11 years, $288 million today. But that's only one guy. They're not going to be able to get anybody to surround Bobby Witt for the rest of the career. But that's my career. point, and baseball doesn't even have a cap. No, and they need to because Steve Cohen can do anything. I mean, I think all of the other, other owners combined still don't amount to Steve Cohen.
3: Right, and, and that got him nowhere. But my, my point is you need, to have, you need to tell these baseball teams this is the X amount of dollars you've got to pay, and that can change every year. Well, you've got to have X amount of dollars to play in this league. If you can't maintain a team here and at least give the
0: appearance that you're being competitive, you're out. Go play AAA. Well, the Orioles, a low-market team that had great success last year, billing through the draft, everything they had. They made the playoffs, number one seed, but they can't spend on free agents. They get bought, I think it was on Thursday, Friday, they trade for Corbin Burns, Cy Young winner in 2021. What does that show you? Because it's a little bit crazy.
3: Okay, first of all, the Corbin, Corbin Burns deal has been happening since Christmas. So that was before Angelo sold the team True. for n- number 1. But it got number closed. Number 2, you're right. How long was Baltimore going to be bad? They've had the number 1 pick for 10 straight years. How much longer were they going to keep being bad?
0: It's a traditional way to build, but it's also not a traditional way to build because you're bad so many years. Okay, that, that's what I'm
3: saying. So at some point, if baseball would say you got to spend $90 million or you can't have a team, it's that simple. Take, take your stuff and get out of here. We'll use the park for something else. Uh, that that's all. That's a the the rule changes. They keep calling them changes. They're not changes. They, they they never changed. The 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 speed up the game thing. It's been that way in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s until Mike Hargrove became the the human rain delay with his 25 minute at bats. Now the fact that they're speeding up the game, it didn't change. It used to be that way. As a kid, I could watch a baseball game in 90 minutes.
0: Because it would just be natural.
3: Now we got a pitcher coming in in the third. We got a pitcher coming in in the fifth. He's got to get warmed up. We got a pitcher coming in in the seventh, and we're paying somebody thirty million dollars to throw to get three outs in the eighth. Lou, there's there's validity to what you're saying, but like you know, you were talking about a second ago, like
1: having you know, okay, Orioles, you haven't spent enough money. You're not up to the caliber of what an owner should be, or paying right, their right, players and getting right. the right guys in there. Right. But then, I mean, the idea of of relegation is, is a very slippery slope too because just because you've been bad for however long you're like we'll use your park for something else well now that whole city doesn't get an MLB team regardless of whether what they're said or not or losing but now they don't have an MLB team I I can't help you it's but, t- it's life well t- no tough. you can't help it because if there's no relegation or anything like that Kade you, you, you are you way too you, you are way too fans. it's
3: never anybody's fault. That's not what I said. That's, That's exactly what, what you're saying. it's but you never said, anybody's fault. But you just your said owner you would punish won't the pay city. Your players. But you just let's said you'd use the Angels the city. Let's use the Angels. Sure. Okay. You had Mike Trout, Otani, yep. and Pujols on the same team.
1: Uh, yes. right. Yes. Okay.
3: Yep. What do they have to show for it?
1: Nothing. Nothing. But you're going to take away my MLB team in my city? Yeah, because get out of here because you don't first? know how
3: to deal with players. Take, take a hike. Get out of here. As, mu- as mad as I've been at the Angels for
1: as <laughs> long as I have That ruins the mindset w- of any sports I, I, fan. No, it does I, not. Yes, yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Oh, my, absolutely. If you told me that oh, okay. my MLB team was disappearing off the face of the planet or getting relegated down to a lower division just because they were bad.
3: No, that, that I'm is being th- extreme. What I'm saying is this is the dollar amount, and here's how you do it right so but, do it
1: right but i'm saying that that now you're that that goes back to what we were talking about off air right now you're having the the league commissioner say you have to do x y and z in order to stay in the league that's right so that's you know it's yeah. a threat it's a threat yeah
3: man. it's a threat but, <laughs>
1: but then if they <laughs> yeah. don't if they don't comply with the threat or they don't get it right now i don't have a fan i don't have an mlb team in my city anymore. sorry
3: you don't we got to go to break yeah we gotta go to
1: break close out the four,
0: four o'clock hour this is a great Las vegas
3: was fine without professional sports they didn't complain
0: Go to break. That's true. This is a great hour. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Cade. Coming back next with MOB player Garrett Stubbs.
2: I'm Galindo bringing you this 600 ESPN El Paso Sports Center update. Lane Frank and Cade McConnell co-hosting today in for Adrian Broaddus and Steve Kaplowitz who are at Super Bowl Radio Row. You heard that right. Radio Rose. So you'll have Lane Frank and Cade McConnell taking you out through this show. Let's get you to some headlines from around sports. Starting off in the NBA as the Los Angeles Lakers for Jared Vanderbilt will be out for at least three to four weeks with a foot injury. The Lakers get a huge, huge knock as... He suffered a right midfoot sprain and will be reevaluated by team doctors in about three to four weeks. Back to the NFL as the 49ers are displeased with their Super Bowl practice field, sources say. Field conditions for the San Francisco 49ers practice facility at UNLV have been met with widespread disapproval from various members of their organization. The NFL put sod field on top of the field turf and started laying it just last week when the NFL ordinarily require Super Bowl practice fields to meet certain standards in December, sources told the ESPN's Adam Schefter. Now to some baseball news as Bobby Witt Jr. agreed to an 11-year, $288.8 million deal to be signed with the Kansas City Royals. A staggering guarantee that will keep the young star in Kansas City as the Royals attempt to build a team and a new stadium with him under center. That's all I have for you back in the 600 ESPN El Paso studios. We're gonna get right back to Caden Lane right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
6: Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this.
0: On Sports Talk. I'm Lane Frank, guest hosting with Kate McConnell. My, my, we just wrapped my, up Lou Romano. That was a great segment right there. Guest hosting for Steve Kaplitz and Adrian Broaddus. We got Garrett Stubbs, MLB player, coming up next talk with us. Garrett's been on this show before. He's been on my show. Great catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. And Zay, do we have him tapped in? We do. Garrett, you're live. Lane. What's up? Thank you so much for doing this, Garrett.
7: Of course, doing Anything for you guys.
0: Of course. So my co-host today is college football quarterback Kate McConnell. We got a lot of stuff to go over with you. Thank you for taking this time with us. You got it, buddy. Of course. First thing I want to ask you right here, so Mookie Betts, someone that I guess you guys probably don't like because he's on the Dodgers, said this week that whenever a team plays us, it's their World Series. When you guys, the Phillies, hear that, what do you think?
7: (laughs) Well, first off, you know, I I have no hard feelings over uh, Mookie Betts at all. I I watch other guys play against us all year long, and when you're as talented as Mookie Betts is, um, it's fun to get to play against those kind of guys and and see what they can do out on the field. Um, and aside from that, you know, I've heard from guys who have gotten to play with him. He's a phenomenal person uh, on and off the field. Um, so, one, coming from a guy like that, um, anything a guy person like that with the resume he has, um, you know, you sit down and listen and, and – uh, Hear what kind of things that those guys have to say, but um, also hearing from him, um, the World Series uh, aspect of how they're going to go about things. I think every team goes about it that way. Um, I think when you win a lot, uh, people take those kinds of uh, games very seriously, and I think that that's the message that he's sending. Um, Is just that you know, with the amount of success that they've had in the past and the the additions that they've made this off season. I mean, how do you not go into a game against a team like that? And you know, I don't know about taking it as far as um being a World Series game. Uh but taking it to the point of, you know, this is a team that everyone wants to beat. And the Phillies in 2022 went into the season not being the team to beat and then going into 2023, um after going to the World Series, you know, you start to become a team to beat and have a target on your back. So, um I totally understand what he's saying. Um I respect it and uh I think that they've earned the right to be able to go into games and know that teams are going in there with everything they have to beat them.
0: Yeah, so that doesn't rub you, rub you the wrong way right there because I don't know if it should, but I'm saying that you guys have dominated the playoffs, at least in the National League the last two years, made it to the World Series in 22, and being one game away from the World Series again last year when the Dodgers have been knocked out of the playoffs first round last year. I'm just thinking of that right there. But when you think about it, you guys eliminated that Land Braves the past two years in that division, but they've won the division the past two years. Is it a different mindset now to where, okay, it's time we actually beat that, we get that division now, and we don't have to do that thing right there with them in the playoffs?
7: Yeah, I mean, you go into every single season uh, wanting to win the division, right? And the Braves are an incredible team. Um, You know, I I would say that the NL East is uh, the best division, one of the best divisions in the entire league. I think that people across the board would uh, put the NL East up there as, one of the best divisions in the league. So um, to be able to win that division, very difficult. Um, we have the team to do it. Uh, the Braves have definitely run away with the, the division the last two years. Um, and then we've kind of, you know, gotten to uh, take a top the Braves in the playoffs the last two years. So, uh, you know, the playoffs is where you really make your statement, and we've been able to do that the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, we'd love to go into this year – and win a division, just like we've had that mentality the last few years. Uh, but the ultimate goal, aside from winning a division, is winning a World Series. So uh, we've come really close in '22, um, got to the NLCS this last year in '23, um, and we hope to be the last team standing here in 2024.
0: Yeah, never bad again. Extra locker room post game celebration. I know you love those. No doubt uh garrett
1: cade mcconnell here quarterback at utep first of all thanks for coming on uh, it's really cool to have you on here holding down helping me and lane hold down the fort for Stephen adrian which is pretty cool um but i got a question for you about the world baseball classic uh obviously you went you played for israel um had some success and hit that uh ground rule double that ended up being the game winner and then qualified you guys for the next year can you just talk a little bit about you know what that meant to you uh, and to play in a world baseball classic and kind of that moment
7: yeah, the World Baseball Classic as a whole is just an incredible tournament that they put on. Um, I know for people from all around the world um, have incredible pride in their country. Unfortunately, um, the Olympics hasn't really been uh, a thing for baseball. Um, so the WBC has kind of taken over that reign for baseball. And uh, for me to be able to play for Team Israel growing up as a Jewish kid, having a bar mitzvah, uh, and then you know getting to have a pretty spectacular moment uh i really got to feel what it was like to play um for a country i watched you know the dominican republic fans and the puerto rican fans who you know have a bigger standing inside the baseball world uh but i think what people don't know is that the money that team israel raises um we they built a baseball field over there in israel to try to create some spark in kids and playing the game um, that we love playing over here and giving them an opportunity over there. So, to be able to have that uh, hit there and send us into the opportunity to be able to play in the following WBC and getting that auto bid, uh, you know, the background of it is that another baseball field gets a bit get built in that year, and then because of the money that we'll be able to make uh, being in the WBC, the following time it comes around. Uh, you know, that's another baseball field built. So it's pretty cool to be a part of that. Uh, pretty cool to get to play on a world stage. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting that opportunity to play again um, and put together an even better team for the next one and try to win two games and, and you know, hopefully advance.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of, you know, special moments and, and doing things that are really cool, um, I, I have a younger brother. His name's Bo. I believe you have a younger number, younger brother. His name's CJ. Uh, Look like he's followed in your footsteps for a lot of the the way, you know, for some of the people out there who, you know, don't know your story or maybe not your relationship with your brother. Um, you know, what has he meant to you, you know, uh, having a younger brother and then you, you know, leading the way for him and kind of being a role model? Can you just kind of talk about that aspect?
7: Yeah, you know, it is. It's been incredible uh, being able to watch him uh, play at a high level in high school and then go on to play at USC, um, which I had done as well, and then getting drafted by the Astros um, and playing, you know, for the same organization there for a little bit. Uh, But it's funny. At a a certain point, you see your brother, uh, you know, follow your footsteps. And then at a certain point, you know, I know he hasn't made it to the big leagues yet, but I fully expect him to do that. Um, whether it be this year or in the very near future, uh, it's kind of a role reversal for me. I get to now watch him go through some of the same things that I did in pro ball. Um, And we have conversations. And whereas the conversations when we were younger might've been a little bit more one-sided because of the experience that I had. um, I get to listen to him because he's now playing at a really high level of baseball. And I get to learn from him, uh, whether it be physical things, about our swings, catching, or mental things of just, you know, the daily grind of of going through games, wins, losses, errors, hits, no hits. Um, you know, it's fun getting to have that relationship with him and getting to be kind of in the same space and, and learn from each other.
0: Garrett, once again, you guys are in a stacked division. The Nationals, young team, they have some potential. Marlins made the playoffs last year. Obviously the Braves, you guys, and then my New York Mets – Sell me right here. Sell the Philadelphia Phillies to me and everybody else in El Paso. I want you guys the best team.
7: Well, first of all, Lane, we're accepting new fans. Whenever you want to join the Philly train and and get off the Mets, Mets. I don't think I can ever (laughs) jump from the
0: Mets.
7: (laughs) But uh, you know, I I one, I think that because the we have a lot of the same players uh, coming back this next year. Uh, You know, signing Nola back was huge, not only because he's an incredible pitcher. Um, but the camaraderie we have in our locker room, I think people see it across the the entire league. Um, it's a fun team to play for, and we go out there, um, to, for a lack of a better term, we go balls to the wall uh, <laughs> every single game, and I think a big reason we do that is because we enjoy playing for the guy next to us, and uh, I think people see that. Um, I think that there's people that want to be a part of that, um, at least I hope that they do, and, you know, with the same guys coming back, I, I really like our chances considering what we did last year. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Dave Dombrowski, you know, made a splash either in this free, free agency or, or whatever. The guy is, is a guy who wants to win um, alongside John Middleton, our owner. Um, you know, they're, they're two individuals that just want to win. And so they're going to do whatever it takes to do that. And I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And I think that because of a lot of the same guys, Coming back this next year, it'll be another really fun team to watch and to watch win.
0: For your sake, yes, as a Mets fan, please, Phillies, do not make any more moves.
7: <laughs> well, hey, you know, we all know the Mets have deep pockets, so it uh, wouldn't surprise me if they if they go to make some moves too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I want to touch with you right here. So I know you've always loved playing catcher. That's your main position. But do you ever see yourself maybe playing a different possession, maybe in the outfield, which I know you did in college a little bit, or maybe somewhere like third base?
7: Yeah, I've actually gotten to play outfield a couple times uh, in the big leagues, mostly in blowout games, one way or the other. Um, but I actually played against the Mets in 2022. Um, I forget exactly what happened, but a situation happened where Schwarzb got pinch run for, um, and we didn't have anybody to go play left field. And it was uh, we were winning, I think three to one at the time, and I got to go play uh, left field. Um, so I've gotten to play outfield a little bit. Uh, I got to play third base in the WBC. At the end of the day, I am open to playing whatever gets me a job and in the lineup. You know, I love playing this game um, for so many reasons. Uh, So I am always open to the idea of playing different positions. Um, You know, there's a lot of really good players in this league. So, uh, you know, I haven't really found a starting role anywhere else um, on the field, and catching seems to be my sweet spot. But uh, if a team ever wanted me to play a different position, Um, You know, I believe in myself that I'm fully capable of doing that. Uh, And if the opportunity presents itself at any point, um, you know, would love to go do that.
1: Gary, I I would love to know uh, over your entire career playing baseball from when you were a kid all the way up to current time right now, do you have a favorite baseball memory?
7: A favorite baseball memory? Uh, Well, geez. Uh, I've been very fortunate to uh, collect um, quite a few. uh, But I guess – I really would just take the 2022 world series run, um, as a whole. Uh, I think that the quality of people that were in the building, um, fighting for that world series, I know we came up short, uh, and it's nothing hurts more than getting all the way to the last stage, um, getting a chance to win the whole thing and coming up short. Um, I've unfortunately, done that a few times in my career of getting to the world series and not finishing the job and winning that last game. But um, that 2022 team, uh, which mostly came back in 2023 and now is mostly going to come back in 2024. um, That 2022 run was just incredible on so many levels. Uh, The connection that we had in the locker room, the wins that we had uh, getting to the world series and the connection we had with our fan base. I think that team as a whole, um even though we came up short from winning the whole thing i think the people around philadelphia will remember that team for for a long time to come
0: i thought your good answer is your favorite baseball memory of the time aaron judge gave you a concussion
7: <laughs> well i would say that if i would if i could remember it
0: <laughs> yeah. if you ever saw aaron would you bring up that story to him
7: i have i have brought it up to him uh you know tyler wade is one of my good friends and he plays uh he played with judge over in new york and they they're good friends And so I've actually gone to a couple hockey games with with Judge, and uh, we've talked about that story before.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories of you. Well, Garrett, thank you so much for taking the time of your day to come on Sports Talk today. We appreciate it.
7: Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. And uh, next time you guys are doing this, always feel free to give me a call.
0: Of course. Great luck this season, Garrett. Let's go Phillies, except against the Mets. (laughs) I like it. Thanks, boys. We appreciate it. Thank Thank you. That was great with Garrett Stubbs. After break, Trey, uh, Trey Goodman coming on next. On 600 East Penn, El Paso. I'm your host today from Scored of Sports, Lane Frank, co hosted with me, Kay McConnell. And we got the newest UTEP wide receiver, Trey Goodman, in studio. Zay, thank you for que- queuing that up right there. We got some great stuff to lead into right here. Trey, thank you for joining us.
10: Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's cool to have you out here. Uh, it's always cool to get a player on the show. Um, you know, we've had some other players in the past and things like that. But it's always cool to kind of get come in, get some background, kind of get to know you for some of the people that are out there. I mean, they just know newest UTEP wide receiver. They don't they don't know a whole lot. But you know, before we get in, I know Lane's got some cool questions for us. Some like would you rather's for us that we'll get into some fun stuff later. But first, just kind of you know you know tell the people and the listeners, some UTEP fans, like a little bit more about you. Let them know you know who Trey Goodman is yeah. and wh- what he's about.
10: Yeah, no doubt. So first of all, I mean, I, I'm just extremely grateful to be here, man, extremely grateful for you guys and, and coming um, just on. to be here in El Paso, man. It's awesome. It's a beautiful city. Um, so a little bit about me is I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I played football for pretty much as long as I can remember, football, baseball and basketball. Uh, I stopped playing basketball in my eighth grade year because I didn't make my team, so I gave up on it. (laughs) Um, But I played baseball as well. Um, That was actually my first love, baseball was. So I I like to tell people a lot of times I feel like I was better at baseball than I am at football, but I just didn't really enjoy enjoy it as much. So, you know, I I went where my heart was with football and played quarterback uh, up until my junior year, halfway through my junior year of high school. Ended up switching positions real late in my junior year, started my senior year. Uh, was first first team all conference, first or first team all region, first or uh, second team county, an honorable mention for all state. Um, was still wasn't really getting highly recruited at a high school for by college coaches just because of COVID and and you know the pandemic. It was very limiting for uh, recruitment process. So it's kind of unfortunate for me, but you know I stuck to the path. And uh, there was just this, this one guy, this this crazy little short little guy yeah. from from uh, Texas who he was actually uh, at Austin awesome P at the time. Um, Coach Scotty Walden, he took a chance on me. He was one of one of I want to say four Division One schools that uh, gave me a scholarship offer. Um, he actually offered me a week and a half before signing day. You know, got me on a couple of uh, official visit zooms at the time because you know yeah, couldn't right. go see Pandemic, anything in right. person, right? And he took a chance on me and I haven't looked back since, man. So um, I was at Austin P. You know, had a great time there. Coach Walden, he I was a part of his he likes to say his foundational class. I was a part of his first recruiting class there at Austin P. Um, played a good amount my freshman year, you know, had a good time. Uh, we had a pretty solid season. Then sophomore year, we ended up being conference champs. Uh, and uh, junior year, we went back to back. And so uh, it's just been a lo- it's been it's been a long journey, but it's been really fun and it's been really good. So uh, transferred here, and uh, even even going into the portal, uh, there were a lot. Of, I mean, there were a good amount of people talking to me as I entered the transfer portal, but there was really no one that uh, that really pulled the trigger like Coach Walden did. And just to see the trust that he has in me and the faith he has in me even in you know my accolades that i had at austin p and going into the transfer portal after three years of being a a pretty good receiver that contributed a lot and just for him to be one of the only coaches to actually take genuine interest in me it just it just affirmed everything that i knew about him and that i and that i felt or how i felt about him just because you know he just didn't hesitate the moment i got in uh he was like, "Yeah, we got a spot for you. If I know that you can compete at the FBS level, if you want to be here, then I got a spot for you." And I said, "Coach, I'm in." So that's why I'm here, and uh, it's been a great two and a half, three weeks now in El Paso, and I'm loving it, and I'm excited for uh, what's next, man.
1: Absolutely, we're we're just getting going. All of us guys, you know, from UTEP here, you know, there's that there's a little bit of that Austin P. UTEP mesh going on with right. some of the guys that got yeah, brought over. No doubt, but it's been nothing but love and really good so far. You know, I know I've gotten to go out to eat with you guys, you know, start to do some more stuff off yeah. the field, which is pretty fun, but. You know, I was in the same position as you. Coming out of high school, I didn't. I didn't get recruited at high school, but then when I went to JUCO, Mm -hmm. I had really one coach that took a chance on me Mm -hmm. to come here. But you were in the same position with Coach Walden, and and what has he meant to you as a coach? You know, in that time, because I mean, that means a lot when you don't have a whole lot of people that have a lot of trust in you, and you have that, you know, that one guy that goes out. I mean, everyone that's, you know, I've been on the show and we've talked about Coach Walden's energy and we've talked about all that stuff. But like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You get to see the energy in person, (laughs) right? Exactly. Like we've got to see it firsthand. But you know, like as far as like a person as a human being like what does coach Walden meant to you
10: man the biggest word that comes to my mind when I think about coach Walden is just that he's just a man of integrity uh, when he says he's going to do something he's going to do it so this is uh this is a little bit about my story actually awesome peace. so when we got there they so they got there in the fall uh they got there in November of 2020 and they were kind of thrown into the fire a little bit him and his staff so they didn't know who was going to be around who was going to be staying and they had announced the COVID year so you didn't know uh, who all you had you had to kind of establish you know yourself in the midst of figuring out who was who and who you're going to keep on scholarship who you're going to you know maybe cut or tell that, you know it depends on um, just a lot of things and so there were a lot of moving pieces in the spring in the spring of 2021 which is when i graduated high school and so One of the things that he told me when he was recruiting me, he first off, he apologized for getting on the train so late. He was like, look, man, I'm sorry we took so long. I'm sorry that it took me forever to find you, man. But he was like, I'm taking a chance on you because I believe in you. And he one thing that he he really kept real with me is that um, because, you know, at FCS, you can do partial scholarships. And so initially um, my freshman year, I was on only I was only on partial scholarship. And he said, but if you come here and work how I know you can work, how I see it on your film, and I know that the man you are, and you develop, and you continue to contribute. How I know that you will, then I'll put you on full scholarship. And sure enough, I had a pretty good season. Like, I had a pretty good season in the fall. I mean, I had maybe three, maybe I, I played. I started maybe like three or four games at receiver, which I mean is a good amount, but for nothing freshman. crazy, yeah. right? For a freshman, yeah, to exactly. yeah, exactly. so get on the
1: field as a freshman is an accomplishment in itself. Exactly, exactly,
10: exactly. And I was playing majority special teams and contributing the way that I could at the time. And he brought me in in the spring when it came around. He said. Just like I told you, man, um, you came in, you contributed, you worked hard, you did your job, you did what I asked you to do, man, so I'm going to put you on full scholarship. And ever since that moment, like, he's just been so near and dear to my heart. We have a really good relationship off the field, and like Coach Walden, the thing about him is that he he all, all he does is make you enjoy the game. Although the, it, it's hard, and he expects a lot from us, and he demands a lot from us, he also returns the favor on the back end is that he likes to say he, he coaches really hard, but he loves even harder, man, and, I, I can be, you know, I can be your witness to that. That It's the truth. And he has always, he's only been for me, he's only been there for me for things on the field, off the field. You know, there are numerous amount of things that I've talked to him about, you know, outside of football. And it's just been like a normal conversation. So he's just been someone that's always been there for me as, as a person, as a man, as like a father figure. You know? Right. More than, just a, more than just a coach when it comes to X's and O's. So he's an awesome guy. And I, yeah, he's definitely a man of integrity.
0: For sure. We got UTEP Zay in the back. I know he wants to ask you a question really quick. Trey, a lot of touchdowns this year, seven, to, spe- to be uh, specific with
2: Austin P. One of Sorry. those being a 52-yard, you know, bomb against Tennessee, yep. packed out stadium. I mean, can you explain that moment for me, you know, oh, how, how that felt?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was wow. about to ask you, that. Was a great, it seemed like a great moment.
10: Yeah, so that was, man, that was my, uh, was that my, I believe that was my first, t- yeah, that was my first touchdown of the year. Okay. Second game of the season, first touchdown of the year. Um, That's a way to man, kick it, it off. Was, right there. I know, right? I was get like, down
0: to ten points. Yeah, fourth quarter, exactly. Stadium. I was like, "Oh my god, You got their playoff hopes."
10: Oh my gosh, man! It was, it was amazing, and and you know we'll speak on a little bit later. But I can't wait to get back there. But yeah. it was, it was so loud. Like I can't even like I can't even explain or like fathom like. Actually, how loud it was in there, and it only got louder any time we made progress. So it was kind of frustrating. Like you know, usually you think you you make a good player, you yeah. do something in the crowd or be quiet. Yeah, you
1: got the silencer. Exactly, or, yeah. you
10: silence the crowd, and then we just get a first down, and then it just was like get loud, get loud, and everybody gets louder. And I'm just like, golly leave, yeah. man. These people won't be quiet. The but south. it was it was it was awesome, man. So I, I actually was running down the side. I didn't know that on the play. If you go back and look at, it, I didn't know that the guy had fallen. So. When I caught the ball, I was I, it was loud, so I caught the ball and I was running. I couldn't hear anything, couldn't hear footsteps or anything, so I was running for my life. I was he like, oh he was my on god, I did! Yeah, I yeah. thought he was right behind me." And so I got to the end zone and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "I just scored! Like that was like this is amazing." It was. I mean, it was such a surreal moment. It was one that I'll uh, always remember. I'll never forget, man. Especially just because, like being in front of that atmosphere and uh, being able to produce at that level because, you know, a lot of times there's doubts like what's the big drop-off, what's the difference between FCS and FCS and Group of Five and Power Five and things like that, and just to show that, like, if you can play football, man, you can play football. It doesn't matter. So it was it was definitely an awesome experience and, and one that will be, you know, uh, cemented in my head forever. Yeah,
0: because that's definitely a close game. You know, it's 23-6. Tennessee fans are probably already super mad that they're only, you know, they have playoff hopes. They have great hopes. Win the Orange yeah. Bowl last year. They got right. Joe Milton, who they think is the next superstar quarterback. Then you yeah. make that touchdown, make it ten point, give him the fourth quarter. Everybody starts freaking out a little yeah. bit.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. And, and we could talk about it right now. Like, how excited are you to get to go back there? Yeah, I, mean, I am. What are the yeah. odds
10: that you so get maybe you're to the score school. the guy you scored I know, last time? I know. That's actually crazy because. We, play, we also, our home open this year is also Southern Utah, and they were in our mm-hmm. conference at Austin P. Right. Um, and just like, just the connect, just little connections like those, is just really a, affirming that, like, I'm where I'm supposed to be, you know? Right. Um, just because last year, so those, if I had to pick two games last year uh, that were most memorable for me, it would be the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and Southern Utah University. So we played against Southern Utah. Um, it was our second conference game, I think. Uh, we were down 21 at halftime or no we were down 14 at halftime then we come out of the half they get the ball they score we're down 21 probably about halfway through the third quarter our team we gather ourselves we rally back end up winning a double overtime victory in a game where i actually threw a touchdown and caught for the game-winning touchdown in double overtime and so just like being in that moment is is insane and so for us to be able like just to play them again and us to uh, have them in the sun bowl coming this fall is just super exciting and then going to kneeling Oh my gosh, man! I'm so I know it's at the end of the year, but man, I'm I'm really excited to go back. It's just an electrifying atmosphere and one that really can't like it. it kind of can't be mocked just because like there are so many people there and the way the stadium works, it's like most most like even with us with the Sun Bowl, it's more of like a bowl. Right. Their stadium is just vertical, so everything feels like it's just like right on top yeah, of you. Right. And so anytime there's a lot like there's noise, I could be from here to five yards away and I'm screaming, and all you hear is. Yeah. So, like it's just whispers, and so man, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and and you know if it's if it be God's blessing, then I touch the checkerboard again, baby. So of course,
1: of course, that's what we were talking about earlier in the yeah, show. Yeah. Is like going to Nebraska, going to Tennessee, like atmospheres like right. that. I mean, that's that's what Division One football is about. Exactly. You know what I mean? Getting a win there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Like right. Like I mean, like I said, when you go into those games, like you know the type of squad you have, and right. you know that. You, and I said this at the beginning of the show, and you just said it too. When you go out there and you know the kind of squad you have, anybody can win on any given day, mm-hmm. and that is the truth. That's not it is. That's not me talking as the UTEP quarterback that's like, oh, I, I think we can win any, against anybody. No, that's me like genuinely saying if you go out there right. and you play a good performance, like you never know what can go happen. And going down to those places that this year, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I know both you guys are really good in high school football, but you probably play against even great competition. Who's the best player you guys played against high school football? I'll go with you, Trey. Or just any level of football, best player you've ever seen.
10: Best player I've played against. In high
0: school. High school, um, college, whatever it might be.
10: Uh I'd probably say I'd probably say my junior year when we played against uh Terry, when we played against Alabama. Uh with they had two really oh, yeah. good corners, Terry and Arnold again. and uh, Kool-Aid McKinstreet. Yeah, yeah, both of them NFL both, now. Yeah, they hey, were both pretty NFL. good. They were both probably the best players I played against. I was that say, like
0: a thanks, It was like the week before Thanksgiving that yeah, game, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I would say for me, it was probably two. One of them didn't really ever get to play a whole lot of college football. One of them, his name was um, DeGabriel Floyd. He ended up committing to Texas, and he was a year older than me. He was class of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like he was a linebacker, um, but he returned kicks and punts. Like that should tell. <laughs> oh yeah, God. exactly. Like that <laughs> should tell you
0: something. Like
1: he <laughs> was Jabril a. Li- Pepper's like that's a no. Literally, he doing. lined up in the backfield as a running back. He played linebacker full-time, and then he returned kicks, and he was committed to Texas. And, I mean, I, don't quote me on this, but I think he ended up not like being able to stay at Texas because of a heart condition. Mm. Um, and I think like after years and years, he actually came by my Juco, like, tried to play there a little bit too or something like that. Really? Uh, yeah, it was wild. But then I, he, I think he ended up somewhere like a small, smaller school, maybe an HBCU. I don't know. Okay. Um, but he was unbelievable. And if he would have probably just stayed healthy – who knows what could have happened with him yeah. in Texas. And then the other one was um, uh, Travis Dye. Okay, uh, running yeah. back. Yep, yep. He yep. played uh, you know, at Oregon and, and then the a US- little bit at USC. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a senior when I was a sophomore, and he played at Norco High School. I just remember him being out there. He had no, like, no socks on, no sleeves, no <laughs> gloves, exactly how he would do it in, in everything. Just zero drip whatsoever and just burn the field. It was crazy. That's uh, crazy. But, yeah, those two those two players are probably the best I've played against. Um, and then, Lane, for pl- players that I've played with, though, I will say, and you, you've you probably seen you him. You told in, me some of them. So, yeah, but players that I've played with, Tyrese Knight. Tyrese Knight is okay. probably the best football player I've ever played with, and I hope he gets to go high in the draft this year because he's an amazing football player. Is that the linebacker? Yeah, yeah, from okay. Master, yeah, yeah. I thought
0: you were going to go with one. Of quarterbacks, like Fafita or somebody. I actually never
1: was on the same team as him. Okay. So I've,
0: I've and I've been. You just on, grew up with him.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. been on the same team as a lot of good quarterbacks, like you know uh, Aiden Childs, who's about to be the starter at Michigan State, and yep. on his team, he grew into an amazing quarterback. Uh, Malachi Nelson was on my team too. Like I've, I've oh really? I, yeah, yeah. He was a freshman when I was a senior. So you think he uh, can tear it up at Boise? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's a little bit surprising to me right there with Malcolm Nelson because he was the number one guy over Arch, over Dante Moore, over Nico Amaleva, and then doesn't really play at USC. Mm. And I just of Boise State. That's a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, no,
1: hopefully he finds his niche there. But, yeah, I've played with a lot of good people and against a lot of good people, and we're going to play against a lot of good players this that's year, right. which is pretty cool. That's right. Yeah.
0: Let's talk a little more high school football. Which state has the best high school football? You could say California. You could say Georgia. We're in Texas. You don't want to piss off people here.
10: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I selfishly I'm actually gonna say Florida I think Florida has the the best well I'll say Florida has the best athletes I feel like Florida has the best athletes nationwide but high school football wise I'd probably say Texas just because I think talent wise it's pretty consistent as far as we talk like California Georgia Florida you know Texas when those when those states come into conversation the only thing is it's like it's just a much bigger state, so if it's if it's nearly as consistent as it is, you know, in the southeast or in California, then obviously it, there's going to be more production just because right. it's a much larger state. Now, I'm, I'm gonna give respect or respect this due Now, I don't want to yeah. make anybody mad, but
1: man, I, I'll make the I'll make everybody in Texas mad for sure. I, here's what I'll say: I'll be honest though. I'll be honest as far. Uh, as the big guys go, probably to Texas or Florida. Yeah. But I think skill positions. I I love skill positions out of California, yeah. especially quarterbacks. I think California yeah. has the best quarterbacks. I mean, but yeah. wait, hold on. Listen, I'm gonna here. Let's throw a little controversy out here. Modern day and Bosco, but time and time again, mm-hmm. two best high schools in the entire nation. That's got to stand for something, for sure. I mean, that's that's got That's got to give uh, California at least a little bit. is a little
0: bit of a quarterback factory. Bryce yeah. Yelling, yeah. For they sure. Can call them out right there. For
1: sure. And we scrimmaged, uh that was our scrimmage before like week one, uh, my junior year or senior year. We played against Modern Day when Bryce Young was there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was that was pretty cool too. Yeah.
0: Now we'll say this right here. For those states, you know, not as big as Texas, maybe competition from one city to another isn't that big. But when you go from maybe El Paso, a team from El Paso to a team from Austin, it's gonna be a big gap, i would say right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. You and put
0: Duncanville against maybe my high school, which I think we're great for El Paso. Dukeville's gonna win that.
1: Yeah, I, and California is the same too. Like we have, so it works different in California. The it's not it doesn't go like six a five a all that type of thing. Like division one is like the best in, in in California, and then it goes division two, three, four, like all the way down mm-hmm. to I think like eleven. Um oh, yeah. Oh. There's a lot. There's a ton. I mean, California's huge. in
10: Georgia. They have six a five a four a. Yeah, seven a. It goes all the way up to seven. a okay. One through seven. We got a six
1: a. Right. So it's kind of different. And then California, you get seated now after the season. So based or like based on how you play in the season, you get put in a division. So like oh. you could be a really small school. Okay. But if you're, you know, like like Bosco is technically small. Like they're a small private school and they like if they're always going to be, you know, in the top division kind of thing yeah. because they're yeah. because they're good. That's kind of how it works in California.
0: So for how did they do it here cuz it gets not really the private school powerhouses as it is like maybe IMG or maybe Maraday. Right. It's a little bit different here cuz it's 6A5A4A3A. So for like my tennis team here, it's 6A we're playing against South Lake Carol or like Quinn Uruz went to high school stuff like that. Right,
1: exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but I mean, it, it does it breeds a lot of good competition just because you get put in those different types of divisions. Yeah, um, but like we have teams in California, you know that are that are probably like El Paso could probably beat up on some lower division teams in California. We just have a lot of you know discrepancy.
0: Yeah, I get you right there. Let's go a break really quick. Come back with more in the five o'clock hour. We're back here on Sports Talk to close out the show here, everybody. Great stuff so far. Trey Goodman, Kay McConnell, great stuff so far. Ken, loving the show. Yeah, so. I listen,
1: every time we get on here, Lane, like it's kinda like, okay, like we're gonna do it. Yeah, we have our game plan. We know what's going on, but we're also just hanging out, talking about Ew. sports, and like yeah, that's that's the, best of it. that's the most fun part of it. Yeah. Um, so as much as I, you know, don't want to kick Steve and Adrian out, like when they do, when they are gone, it's like oh, me and Lane get to have a day, or we get to come exactly. have some fun. So <laughs> I think they kind of like it too. Cool. Like yeah. oh, we get a day off,
0: exactly. And we're having a good time with Trey over here. So mm-hmm, I think Trey needs sir. to be
1: back on again at some point. Uh, I'd love to for yeah.
0: sure. We've had a great show, Lou Romano. I know that was an interesting first impression for you. Yeah. Well, geez.
1: Uh, yeah. He's he's got hot takes, to the least. Trey, we had yeah. we had. Uh, uh, Lou Romano and earlier here, uh, so okay. a sports talk guy that came in, and he yeah. let's just say he was very opinionated. We got a okay. lot of callers. We had three back-to-back callers, and there was probably more yelling and screaming than there was like actual <laughs> logic.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, And right. oh, uh, yeah. uh, we had Garrett Stubbs, MLB player on for a little bit. That was Uh-oh. fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great time. So I want to end this stuff with you guys right here because you're both you know, football players. I want to give you a little would-you-rather okay. game right here. So let's start with it. Would you rather play with a pebble in your cleat for every game or have to have offensive linemen drip for every game. Ooh. The knee the knee pads, everything.
1: Braces and
10: all? Knee
0: braces, uh, everything.
1: No. Uh, just, I'm, I'm going to take the pebble. I can't do it. Yeah, well, Even if there was no knee... First of all, I've played with a knee brace on because I've hurt my knee before. Okay. And I, I'm a quarterback. I don't even so you, really have no to No sleeves, you can't have anything. Then, yeah, no. I've played with a knee brace on. But even if I didn't have to play with knee braces on, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I really don't. I, I know I couldn't
10: do it. I I am a big advocate for look good, feel good, play good. Oh, yeah. We're going to get along. I I love looking good and feeling good, man. So I, I would just be like, ah. There's a, there's a rock in my shoe. I'll be all right.
1: Yeah, right. You know, just the blister will have to happen later.
0: Yeah, and you forget t-
10: about
1: it. We're gonna, I'm gonna have to tough it out for the game because I'm I'm a big believer in that too. Like I gotta yeah. I gotta look good so that I feel good, and then right. we, then the rest the rest will take care of itself. And yeah. you know, I don't play
0: football. I play tennis. But I kind of think the same. Maybe give me that arm sleeve. Maybe give me a little backwards hat. Yeah. Look good, feel good, play good. <laughs> Does Lane have some tennis drip? That's a little drip. bit. Okay. Drip. okay. I put the backwards hat every game. Okay. Very much. Very okay. Uh, Let me ask one for you guys right here. Would you rather hurdle over a guy for a touchdown or break someone's ankles for
1: a touchdown?
8: Mm. That's
0: a good one. Uh, I'll go first on this one.
1: I'm going hurdle all the way. Like, I feel like you see it a whole lot less, but, like, uh, we had this one player in high school his name was DeMario King. I know he's not listening but shout out DeMario cuz he was one of the one of the best high school players I played with. And there was this picture of him hurdling a guy which you can't I don't know about in, in Georgia but like you're not allowed to hurdle in, yeah, in, in high school, school yeah, right? you can't. So really? like yes yeah, no are a flag. flag. I did not know that. But mm-hmm. there was a picture we were playing uh I think it was Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach High School and there was a picture that he got where he hurdled a guy and then had like his head like kind of stiff arming him oh, down oh, in between. That's tough. Like how it, he had there's the, the a ball picture of, up. of yeah. doing that. Oh my god. Yes like that yes i know the one you're talking about and i thought it was like the coolest sports football photo that's ever been taken yeah and i don't think i have the capability to hurt well maybe i do a uh, very lucky day he's got he's <laughs> got to be going diving, he you might, know? yeah he can't even be going for my ankles that guy's got to be going for my toes if i want to <laughs> hurdle him but I, w- I would take the hurdle yeah what so for you? me
10: i I'd probably stay hurdle too i actually was talking um to jj javon jackson our running back that also transferred from austin p shout out jj he had a play last year man uh i can't remember who we were playing I think it was versus North Alabama. So he caught uh, a, a check a check down, a swing pass out of the backfield, and he broke a tackle, got up the sideline, and he levitated. I saw it firsthand because I, I was running my route, and I was in the same area as him, and I was going to block for him, and he literally levitated over this guy. I was so mesmerized. I was I was like so impressed. I was like I've got to do that. I have to do that. There's no way. Like that was so cool. And the picture of him doing it, like you said, yeah. it was so it was so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to. So I would probably say hurdle.
0: Yeah, breaking I, some ankles is probably great, but hurdling that's different. That's what's yeah. getting you in overtime. That's what's gonna get you on bleach Report. Yeah, 100%. exactly. It's more rare. They're, they're rare. Exactly.
1: Right. Goody. Now that you know that you said that, like you have to attempt it this year at some point.
0: Yeah,
10: I have to. It's my last year, man. I
1: got to. Right. Get some Speed and yeah. space.
0: Yeah, yeah just Y'all a little not- bit, uh-uh.
1: Hey, is Coach Walling going to be mad if you do it and it don't work? No, not a, uh, and it doesn't work? Yeah. Mm,
10: maybe. <laughs> maybe. Hey,
1: it's last year, though, right?
10: Yeah. You can,
0: he's got to understand.
10: He might show a little empathy. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, let's go with another one right here. Would you rather play for Bill Belichick or play for Deion Sanders? Completely different coaching styles. One yeah. really hard-nosed football guy and the one kind of the new style of coaching, Deion Sanders.
10: Uh, I'm going to say you Bill could, Belichick. You can say neither. I'm going to say Bill Belichick just because – you know, I play for coach, coach Walden, and I honestly, I'm kind of spoiled. I've been with him for four years, and he's a great coach, and I was really spoiled to get him uh, for all of my college career, so I couldn't see myself playing for anybody else, honestly. So I'd probably still be Belichick, also because, like, just one of the greats, man. And he just yeah. has so much knowledge. The amount, the amount that he could pour into you, man, it'd just be, he's just immeasurable. So I'd probably say Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah, I think I'll probably, I'm going to slightly lean Bill Belichick just for the sense of like, number one, you know, probably one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. Two, you know, like you, I don't know if you guys have gotten to see it, but like there's like the a football life, like documentaries and stuff mm-hmm. like that where they kind of show the behind the scenes with him. He's not like how he appears to the media. No. He feels, he's like, looks very like closed off, like, you know, doesn't want to, yeah. like, not like a very social yeah. person. That is not. Not at all how it is. Like you, like Brady and Edelman and all those guys, like talk about him and they think he's like the funniest guy ever yeah. and stuff. So like once you see that side <laughs> and stuff like that, I think a hundred percent Belichick. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the jury's still out on Dion for me.
0: You know, people like to say you know Dion cares for his players so much and you know that's great, but it's not saying that no other coach in the country does that. Maybe they just right. don't show it on social media as much. Yeah. I mean, who's saying Bill Belichick doesn't go over? talk to a player once again does all the stuff with them
1: right I mean for shallow reasons and maybe superficial reasons like it would be fun to play for Colorado I mean yeah, yeah we like just exactly. had Justin Mayers go over there and stuff and like I've been seeing his stories or whatever yeah. it seems fun and, but no it's yeah exactly it seems fun but I mean maybe right now like that's all it seems like you know it's, yeah. it's off season too. win like, the off season we're win in the season yeah I'm looking over and Justin Mayers who was like you know just right next to me in my mm-hmm. locker you know a couple months ago mm-hmm. he's like riding like snowmobiles with Shadur <laughs> they're like eating like five-star <laughs> dinners and that stuff and great. I'm like okay that looks fun and all but despite that, I'm still going Bill. That's
0: a good one right there. Uh, This one right here, more enjoyable to watch, college sports or pro sports? I'll say college sports. What do you guys say?
1: Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with college sports. I like watching college football way more than I like watching NFL football.
0: I think NFL is great, but I think college football's the best. Right.
1: I will say that that's a little bit hypocritical of me because I love fantasy football. So you know, we have mm. our family leagues and stuff like that. You know, I'm all about the bragging rights. Yeah. So like, I, I do get into watching no some pro football. Do you play fantasy football too? Yeah, we, I we, do. Yeah, we got to get a little like <laughs> fan, little family friend. Yeah, we'll like, get one going. Yeah, yeah, we'll this year. Going. But like that, like I get really, really into it as me far too. as that goes for some yeah. fantasy. But like as far as atmosphere goes and stuff like that. Like we were talking about Nebraska and Tennessee, like those types of atmospheres.
0: Yeah. I don't think you don't get that in the NFL. No, no, same no. with the stadiums. You don't get those traditional no. massive stadiums. It's you know, it's more corporate in the right. NFL. Right.
10: What exactly. about you, Goody? I'm yeah. gonna say the same. I'm gonna go with college just because I feel like that's the that's the last like really good balance of competition and uh, I'd say like genuine love for the game because a lot of times in the NFL you know it's about it being a business or this person's not playing because of this reason that has to do with money or this and that this and that and it has changed a little bit with NIL but I think this is just the last like time where it's the genuine love for the game. Like, I'm going out there and I'm playing with my boys because I get to play with my boys, not because I'm making money while doing it. I'm doing it because I want to do it, you know? And it's actually the love for the game and and the enjoyment of being able to go out there and strap up those cleats with your brother. So, i probably say college football. uh, For atmospheres, too, man. It's just... It's just something that can't be matched, man. It's, it's just awesome. So yeah.
1: the culture behind that too, yeah. like the culture with like students coming out to the games and like oh, having yeah. it be a game day. You yeah. know what I mean, yeah. and there's still that that vibe of like the the area. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could be a fan of the you know your sports team for your area and things right. like that. But like, there's a little bit deeper of a culture when it runs like through a school or you're an alumni yeah. or something like yeah. that. So I think, I think it's a little different.
0: What do you think Lou Romano would say? He'd definitely go to college. Oh my He'd god! He'd probably say, oh yeah, I hate both.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he probably, not, that's
0: how Lou is. It's great.
1: Right, right. I'm try, I, I, Lou had a lot of opinions and said that he he's didn't kidding. watch any sports. And, or he's, he's like, I'm done watching the NFL. I'm done watching the NBA. But he sure had a lot of opinions about him. <laughs> exactly. So He's
0: got to be watching somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, that was funny right there. Uh, one last one right here, and I asked you this one earlier, Cade. Make the game-winning play at home or make the game-winning play on the road. So maybe it would be sick to make a game-winning play, a game-winning touchdown the sumble in front of the packed out crowd or to maybe do it in Neyland Stadium.
10: Ooh. It is it, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good question. I'm going to pass it over to Kate. And I'm going to ponder on it a little bit.
1: All right. Well, I'll answer, but then I'm going to give you a little more specified of a question. So you can think about it, but I'm going to throw you a curveball after that, okay? So, okay. So um, uh, let's go. I'm, I'm going to say it at home, and here's why. Like I told you a little this a little bit off air, um, or were, were, we, were we on air when we talked about it? I
0: think we were on air. We were
1: yeah. on air. I'll say it again. That's okay. But uh, and I remember in high school, I, I threw a pass. It was in a playoff game. It was a slant. I didn't know if it was going to be jumped or not. I thought it might have <laughs> been a pick six. Yeah. But I, I got hit, and I couldn't see anything. Of what happened in the play, and all I heard was the crowd yell, and then it went louder again like three seconds later. So I knew that was that was yeah. a, a yak touchdown. That's a, a good feeling. Yeah, and I was like, I I that sound and like just hearing that, it, it, you'll never beat it. You'll yeah. never beat it. Um, that's great. But here's my question to you. Ready? Okay. Talk to me. You go and you score the game winning touchdown against Tennessee as like the silencer, right? To beat Tennessee, which would be huge. Or beat their
0: playoff hopes, whatever it might be.
1: Right. Or you score the game-winning touchdown, and let's say we're, we're away this year at New Mexico State, but let's say we're home, right, and we're playing New Mexico State last game of the year, and you catch the game-winning touchdown to send us to the conference championship. Oh,
10: I, uh, that's tough. That's really tough. I, I probably, I'm going to say home crowd just because— I mean, I've only been here for two and a half weeks, so I I haven't gotten the full experience yet. But just from the little taste that I have about, you know, the city and how much they love this university and how much they're willing to pour in, I mean, I wouldn't want nothing more than to be out there in the Sun Bowl, score a game-winning touchdown, and look at the crowd in here. Just see them going crazy, man. I mean, that just be, you know, that's just electrifying. Just something that you just can't, like, you can't mimic stuff like that. And those are moments that you remember forever. So I feel like I probably say home crowd just because, you know, I like to. I'm more about, like, my team. You know, I like right, to, even right. when I even when I score and those sort of things, like, I'll do my little celebration, but I go celebrate with yeah. my guys. I don't right. worry about talking trash or those sort of things. So I would love to see, like, our crowd packing out the Sun Bowl, making that thing shake and echo all over the place from mountain to mountain to mountain and just, you know, letting people know that, you know, the Miners are here. So
0: Absolutely. Well, my answer was, was neutral site because you get the best of both worlds. You get the great victory, great sense from your crowd, and then you also get to see so many yeah. sad faces of the other team. That's a
1: good right. point. Uh you know, being here, UTEP, you know, you've been here what, around a month now, close mm-hmm. uh, a little ish. A little right? less than a month, yeah. A little, little less than a month, right? Like what, what have you seen about UTEP that maybe you like, don't like, was different, you know, not just necessarily about the school, but the city too, you know. Yeah,
10: so I I I touched on it a little bit, but I would say just the people, man, they're so they're so genuine. Um, they're so supportive, like blindly supportive because I was on my official visit, I actually hadn't even committed yet. Um, and we were at Dave & Buster's and we came out and there was uh, someone that had on like a whole UTEP jumpsuit the 915 with the pickaxe and everything hat and everything I was like, man, they're decked out, mm-hmm. and they they saw us. Um, they saw us with the coaches, and they was like, oh, are you guys, minors? I said, no, we're on our official visit, we're not yet. And he was like, man, we love to have you here. Like, we're so excited to get you here. Just talking as he like, you know, as right. if I had already signed. And I was just like, man, like, why wouldn't I want to play for someone that supports me and doesn't even know me from a can of paint? So I would just, I would probably say, just the people and the genuine like love for the city and love for the university and how much they pour into it and they're investing to it. So
0: one hundred percent. All right, well, guys, this has been such a great show. Zay, thank you so much for everything, doing back there and up here. Caden, this is a great show doing it again with you, and then Trey, thank you so much for hopping on. No That's doubt. about it for sports talk today. Stephen Adrian will be back next the rest of this week in Las Vegas. I'm Lane Frank. He's Kay McConnell. You, tip Zay, in the back. We were your guest hosts for today.